Last year, I really felt like that God impressed in my heart that once a quarter this year, 2017, we were to have a city father, a spiritual city father, once a quarter that would come in and just speak into the life of our church. And uh, I was excited about that. And, and, and one of the first individuals that came to my mind is with us tonight, Pastor Don Coleman. He's going to come here in just a second. You can make your way if you want, Don. You can make your way if you want. Pastor Don is a lot of things. He's a son of this city, raised in public housing. He's a man of God, man of prayer, man of God's word. He's mentored many, many people. He's a pastor. He served as the chairman of the Richmond School Board, so the Honorable Don Coleman as well. I had the joy of being a colleague with Don for a few years at Commonwealth Chapel. He's been married for almost 35 years to Florence, one wife, Florence. Two kids and uh, two daughters and a son-in-law. And Don, it's a delight for you to be here tonight. Would you would you bring the word that God has put on your heart? We love you. All right. Blessings. Blessings. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Thank God for Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Come on, stand to your feet and clap your hands for Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Jesus! That's right. All right. All right, go ahead and turn to the person beside you and say, it's going to be all right. 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 Don't, don't, Don't panic. Don't panic. It's going to be all right. Hallelujah. There is a clock. Oh, I see the clock. I can barely see the clock. Maybe it'll go off and I can't. All right. So who got got a watch? Actually, some of my friends. All right. Chris Lee. 22 minutes. Get my attention. All right, 22 minutes from now, you get my attention, no matter what I'm doing. Let me, let me, let me say this. You clap your hands for the worship band, amen. Would you do that? Come on. Would you clap your hands for Pastor Rob and the team here? All right. So, the local church here has been going through a a series in uh, Mark chapter 9, verses 14 through 24, where uh, Jesus heals a boy with an unclean spirit. I'm going to touch on some of that. But these are Pastor Rob's words to me, so y'all hold him accountable. This is what he sent me. I am interested on you sharing your heart for the church of Richmond coming together to bring God's kingdom that we may be a different city. Oh yeah, I mean, you gotta want some of that. 
And like, like Pastor Rob said, we go way back, so I'm going to take some liberty because he shouldn't have invited me because he know me. <laughs> like the brother don't know, he know. The brother know me. We worked together for a number of years. But, you know, I'm, I'm taking this really, really serious for me to be standing here with you tonight. I was one of the original board members of the former ministry, The Rock. Original. I was at the, when we were at the building that we were celebrating, getting ready to go in the building. The city of Richmond came and said, you can't go in. I was there that night praying for people who traveled from all around the East Coast to come to this opening of this ministry that couldn't open. And so I'm expecting tonight, I'm expecting tonight for us to receive something from God that launches us out to recognize that the same God is still alive and living today. That this Jesus, this Jesus is ready to transform Richmond, Virginia. But we can sit back, we can sit back and and do, you know how we do. We just did it. We know how we do. You know, up in here, but we going for it. Going for Jesus up here. Jesus, Jesus. Let me tell you something. Nothing else is working. Nothing else is working. I got yesterday's paper right here. The Metro section. Prayer vigil. 18-year-old girl. Six teenagers killed this year alone. But you know, I live in Church Hill. And we winning foodie awards. We're doing all this stuff. Who would care for the least of these? And see, I know, I'm, I know. If, if you, if you, if you're committed to this local church, wave your hand at me. So I'm gonna give y'all a pass because y'all already working. Y'all get a little, a little pass, not a lot, a little. When I heard what y'all did today, that's what we're talking about. Got to get out there and do it in the streets. Go ahead, and turn to your neighbor and say, "Do it in the streets." That's right. Yeah, you can come. You know. Man, that's a nice facility, isn't it? Nice, air-conditioned. <laughs> and God can use it, don't get me wrong. But our world is in desperate need of a witness that comes into the streets. That's unashamed of the name of Jesus Christ. Rob mentioned that I served on the school board. That was just secret agent duty. <laughs> that's all that was. I, I have I have no credentials to be the chairman of any school board except for the fact that I know the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And every time I sit in that chair, you better know I have been praying a whole lot. But you also better know, even when, you, when you're making a stand like that, don't think it's going to be peaches and cream. Yeah, everybody don't love Don Coleman. And that's a good thing, because the Bible says when everybody does, woe to you. So here we go tonight. Touch your neighbor again and say, it's going to be okay. It's going to get, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. Oh, that's good. I like this check, man. Praise God. I also want to thank a bunch of my friends that I invited out. I'm right now, I'm one of the pastors at East End Fellowship, and my 
Executive Pastor, Pastor Doug Paul is here. Bless you, Pastor Doug. Thank you for coming, man. <clears throat> Got my prayer soldiers from East End, a few of them on the front row. Thank y'all. Mother Leslie, amen. And we got people scattered all about that I told them intentionally to come because I'm not playing. And I know they're the kind of people, they're not playing, so I can talk to them rough. I just act like I'm talking to them. And y'all, the rest of y'all just sit in on it. But as we look at this situation in Mark, I want y'all to understand what I'm going to do. You know, like I say, as you can tell by this point now, I'm just going to be free. Amen? Can I just do that? Okay, because I have an expectancy, I have an expectancy that you get good Bible teaching on a regular basis. Is that correct? That's good. You better, if you're going somewhere where you don't get good Bible teaching, go somewhere else, please, very quickly. But if you already get Bible preaching, what I'm trying to do is prophetically provoke you to do something with what you hear. Be a doer of the word and not just hearers only. Look, 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 friend. Look, look, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm coming at you strong. Look, here's the deal. This is, I'm talking about me. If I did 1% of the Bible I knew, the world was being in revival. If I just did 1% of the Bible I knew. You see, the challenge for us, the challenge for us is to live this stuff out. And so we're going to read some scriptures here tonight. And we're going to read a lot of scripture, but we're going to look at passages of scripture. And what I want you to do is position yourself to say, okay, God, I'm not just hearing this to be hearing it. Change my heart and my mind to the point where I live with an expectancy that any moment in time you could flow through me in the ways that I'm seeing in these scriptures tonight. You see, we need the Holy Spirit. Thank you. I got one on the front row. Thank you, sister. So I said, that's right. I'm with that Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to use the word to change us all so that we can, again, we can believe that Richmond can be a different city. We can believe that because God is already doing crazy stuff. My friend is here, Mr. Lewis Williams. He's the chief of chaplains at the Richmond Justice Center, also known as the jail. And I know that this man and his wife, they are not playing. They are blessing people in that jail to come to know Jesus. You see? A lot of stuff going on. A lot of people that God has put in strategic positions. One other point I want you to hear tonight, and me and Pastor Rob are going to meet for lunch and talk some more about it. But one of the challenges is we need to come together more as the body of Christ. Now, I know you go to the best church in the world. I know that. I know you do. You do. See that? They go one on the front row. He's saying it. Unbelievable. And so, guess what? When you get to heaven, y'all gonna have your own section. <laughs> right? Is that what's going on? No, brother, hold on. I'm sorry, bro. Brother, brother, back it up a little bit now. Back it up. <laughs> no, 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, I am on a mission to awaken the church to the power of the kingdom of God and us living in oneness. That has nothing to do with the fact that God has called you to a specific family of people, a specific congregation of people. But let me tell you something. When God looks down from heaven, he's trying to figure out when will my body stop looking like it's scattered body parts. When Jesus is the one head, he's not a monster. He's the one head. And if if you're here today, that's what you want to ask God to help you get a hold of. God, how do I do a better job of connecting with what you're doing in the larger body? Richmond can be a different city. It can be a city where all things are possible. And my prayer is the way we live after tonight will show our world that our God can do the impossible. Thank you, thank you. That's all right, that's good, that's good, that's good, that's good. So let's look at Mark chapter 9, verses 14 through 22. Like I said, I'm going to zoom through this very quickly. Jesus heals a boy here. And when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and the scribes arguing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, were greatly amazed and ran up to him and greeted him. And he asked them, this is Jesus talking, what are you arguing about with them? And someone from the crowd answered him, teacher, I brought my son to you for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out and they were not able. Now I want you to pay attention to that. Anybody here a disciple of Jesus Christ? Don't fake it now. If you fight, you go ahead. That's right. And so I want to bring this up to our time today. If somebody brought you somebody broken, could you lead them to healing? I got an amen over here. I got a yes over here. And for everybody else that didn't give an answer to that, check yourself. See, at some point, what has to happen for us is we have to believe that this Jesus who lives inside of us is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But brother preacher, what if I pray for somebody and it don't happen? That is the dumbest question I ever heard. And let me tell you why. Because all that's talking about is P-R-I-D-E. You worrying about how you going to look. You already look crazy. You say you believe in an invisible God. So go ahead and pray for somebody. Go ahead and believe something today because Jesus is the healer. And if you read the Bible, you'll find out Jesus didn't heal everybody he passed by. He did the will of the Father. You see, ladies and gentlemen, we got to stop this charismania. 
running behind hype when everyday people need to be living in an expectancy that the God that they serve at any moment can choose to use them. They just have to position themselves to be used. If you're not praying for anybody, no wonder nobody's getting healed. Because you're waiting to you, you can be 100% sure. You've been tricked by the D-E-V-I-L. Brought you to spelling class today. Amen. That's devil. So I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able. And he answered them. Now, this is Jesus. I know you like the nice little meek and mild. Jesus gets irritated sometimes. Oh, faithless generation. How long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. Bring him to me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a tip for you today. Take people to Jesus. You, you taking, come on, clap your hands on that. Take people to Jesus. Well, how do I take people to Jesus? Number one, he should be living inside of you. And if you're here tonight and you have not yet been born again, if you have not yet come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, we're going to have people up here praying. You can meet Jesus today and he will come and live inside of you. That's what's amazing about our God. And these people were obedient and they brought the boy to him. And when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, and this is another one, I want you to see that. Who, did you, who was Jesus looking for? Who was Jesus looking for? Who was Jesus looking for? He was looking for the young man's father. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I was here this past Thursday and we had a wonderful prayer time. It was powerful. And my assignment in in the prayer time was to pray against the spirit of fatherlessness. Ladies and gentlemen, the murder, the violence that is happening in our communities is primarily from young men whose fathers are not as engaged in their lives as they need to be. And if you're here today and you're a father and you got a son that's wilding out, bring him to Jesus. I'm preaching now. Okay, day I'm preaching now. Bring him to Jesus. And Jesus asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said from childhood, and has oft cast him into the fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything. Have compassion on us and help us. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus gets irritated again in verse 23. And Jesus said to him, if you can, (laughs) come on now, see at some point, man, you gotta love Jesus. Jesus was like gangster. If you can, you know who you talking to, bruh? That's the urban translation. <laughs> if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Look at this now, because this is what you need. You need to get you some of this. That father, he messed up at first, but then he got it right. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe. 
help my unbelief. Will you say that with me? Say, say, Jesus, I believe. Help my unbelief. Come on, say it as loud as you can. All right, now, now we're going to switch it to this. Let me stay at first and then you can follow after me. Jesus, we believe, help our unbelief. One, two, three. Jesus, we believe, Jesus, we believe that you can transform Richmond, Virginia. We believe that our city can be a different city where all things are possible. And when Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, you mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out and the boy was like a corpse. So the most of them said, he is dead. But Jesus took him up by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he had entered the house, his disciple asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? And I'm reading from the ESV version. And it says that he said to them, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. And I believe the KJV says, and fasting. But the ESV just says, this can cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say something to you, and I'm going to say it with absolute confidence. If just those of us who are in this room right now would decide to raise our prayer lives to the level that God wants us as individuals to be praying, and then we decide to corporately come together in prayer like never before, I believe we would see a manifestation of the glory of God in Richmond, Virginia like never before. You see, as we look at this story, we see the power of what happens when Jesus says something real simple. If you just believe, if you just believe, And I I, want to break that down for you. Now, here it is. You ready for this? I'm going to break it down for you. Just believe. I just broke it down. (laughs) I mean, you know, but that's us. We need you. But break it down for me, preacher. No, just believe. Just believe. Man, I wish, oh, I wish I could help you see that because it's that simple. Just believe. Just believe. You know why? Because you just believe a lot of stuff all the time. You just believe. When you put your key in the ignition of your car, you just believe it's going to start. And you like big time disappointed when it doesn't. And most of you don't even know how to put a car together. But you keep using that car because you just believe. But when it comes to the word of God, do you just turn the key? Thank you, Chris. Do you just turn the key and just believe? 
All right, my time is running out, so I got to read some scriptures real fast. Amen? And if you pay attention, the scriptures should bless you. Because that's all I want to do now. Because that's it. It's real simple. It's real simple. The application of truth in your life is what's going to make a difference in our world. When you give people Jesus, when you bring people to Jesus, that's where the transformation is going to come. I appreciate programs. Would you clap your hands for programs? Amen. Especially programs like the with the two testimonies we had up here tonight. Because it's, it's disguised as a program, but it's actually bringing people to Jesus. Oh, what a great day. Huh? You didn't know that? They, those people thought they signed up for a program. What transform you is meeting Jesus Christ. You saw those disciples, they asked Jesus, why didn't, why weren't they able to get the job done? And I would say the same thing to us. We got to increase our prayer lives. Why don't you touch your neighbor and say, would you increase your prayer life, please? All right. I just want to throw a few, few little nuggets out here and, and, and let you go. But one of the things I mentioned it earlier, when Jesus in this story, Jesus was looking for, he was looking for the father of this young man. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to say to you, I am absolutely convinced that God chose the name father intentionally. And if you look in um, Isaiah 9, 6, Jesus is also called the everlasting father. There is something about fathering that is absolutely powerful. That has nothing to do with negating the value of mothers. Will you clap your hands for mothers, please? Thank you. But in Malachi 4, 5, and 6, I mean, God just tells us straight up, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. But look at this. This is what's scary. If that doesn't happen, this is what God says. Lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. We're seeing it right now. We're seeing the level of violence that is happening in our neighborhoods and our communities because fathers are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. I say to us in here tonight, would you leave this place and go and encourage a father to be the father he needs to be? And the first thing a father needs to do is turn his hearts to the father himself. Second Timothy chapter two. I want to read this. This is this is crazy. It's 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 a it's a long verse, through verses one through fourteen. And I think yeah, I hear you, Lord. All right, and I also see the clock. Second Timothy chapter three, verses one through fourteen. Again, we want to see our city be a different city, where all things are possible. But I also don't want us to be deceived. The word of God is clear about the times we're living in. So here's Paul talking to Timothy. He says, this know also, 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 through 14, this know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. You see that? I want to balance you out today. I don't want you to think, Pastor Don came here and told us, if we, if we pray, everything will be wonderful. That is not what I said. 
because the word of God does not lie. Perilous times. We're going to have to press through some perilous times. And I know you like name it, claim it, bless it, rest it. I know, I know you like all that. But the Bible tells us this. In the last days, perilous times shall come. So as the people of God, we got to strengthen ourselves. We got to gird ourselves up. We got to be soldiers to press through, to be unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, to be unashamed of the name of Jesus, that no matter what it looks like, we're going to continue to declare his name. We're going to stop whipping out. I ain't got enough money. That's why you don't have enough. Because you're wasting your breath talking about what you don't have versus declaring what the word of God says about you. You have abundance and no lack. And you look at your wallet and say, you have abundance and no lack. Why? Because I'm a servant of the most high God. And my God shall supply all my needs. Well, that'll look crazy. No, it looks crazy for you to keep talking about what you don't have. That's what looks crazy. Because you're supposed to be walking by faith and not by sight. Well, why are you yelling, bro? Because I know this works. For men, this is it. This is the last days. And you look at your turn on your TV or any or your website or whatever. This is what you see. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, coverages, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Parents, check your children. It's not of God for them to be disobedient to you. That's not of God. Well, um, but Johnny, you know, he likes to talk back to me. Check him. Check Johnny. Uh Uh-huh, check Johnny. Check Omar too. And Latifah. Check them all. I'm serious, this ain't no joke. My wife volunteered in a second grade class this past year, and it was sad. I mean, literally, second graders, seven to eight-year-olds cussing teachers out. At some point, the people of God, we gotta rise up and say, wait a minute, we we gonna save these babies. We're not gonna let these babies think that that's normal. All right, great, man. Look at this, without natural, well, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accused, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Ladies and gentlemen, the times that we live in, don't be moved when you see these things. Just realize when you see those things that is, is validating what the word of God already says. And so you need to be bold and unashamed that the answer is Jesus. Be, be crazy enough when somebody's acting crazy to go up to him and say, wow, do you know Jesus? Somebody at your job that uses profanity all the time. Go take them out to lunch. Buy them their favorite sandwich. And they say, oh, you're so nice. They say, yeah, you know Jesus loves you. And you, you know, I'm too holy for you to be cussing around me. Well, they're going to think I'm crazy. I told you earlier, they already think you're crazy. Traitors, heady, high-mannered, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Check your life. Check your life. Do you love pleasure more than you love God? How do you know? You know. Don't worry about the preacher. Check it yourself. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts. 
public housing areas, primarily made up of single moms, the church need to be going up in there and giving them truth, protecting them from this spirit. Because this spirit is a real spirit trying to lead them into foolishness. But the people of God, we need to go up in there and love them out of that. That was one thing I love about my little church, man. We loving up on some single moms and we are seeing their lives transformed. And we're seeing their children transformed. Check this. Is this you? Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Do you carry your Bible around and on your phone and all of that? But if I watch your life, would I see the Bible? Are you a doer of the word also? All right. My time is up. So here we go. This is what you got to think. Oh, what did I get out of that? That was a lot of yelling and all over the place. <laughs> you see that? I, I told you from the beginning. I didn't come here to try to educate you. I came here to provoke you. That's all. That's all I'm trying to do. And this is what I need y'all to do for me, right? I need y'all to pray for me because I'm trying to discern. Okay, so I spent eight years on the school board. That was an assignment. I, I can't fathom what God did with me in those eight years on the school board. I'm looking at what's going on with the school board now, and I was, I'm like, wow, God, you sure you wanted me to get off the school board? Yes, I did. That's what he told me. And so now I'm trying to discern, okay, what do you want to do? I'm sensing there's something around provoking the church to be the church. I'm sensing there's something around challenging the church that when we pray, stuff happens. I think it's somewhere around people like you and me who love God, who's serious about God, coming together in greater numbers and pressing back the host of hell and seeing Richmond, Virginia be a different place, a different city. Proverbs 11, 11. I promise you, Pastor Rob, I really am finishing up. I'm definitely going to finish before tomorrow. A city is built up by the blessing of the upright. Would you take a moment right now and just bless Richmond? Say something good to Richmond. Prophesy. Come on now. I mean, say it out loud now. Say something good about Richmond. Say something good now. Do it. Say something. Come on. Come on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say something good. Say something good about your neighborhood. Say something good about your block. Bless it right now. Bless it. This is how this city is going to change when we, the people of God, declare, no, this is not a place of violence and death. This is a city of blessing. This is a city of the favor of God. This is the city of the anointing of God. This is the city that belongs to God. This is the city where the holiness of God is manifest. This is the city where families, husbands love their wives, fathers father their children, mothers raise their children along with their father. This is a city that is blessed. Well, well, well Don, you, you, you really believe it. The Bible says it means something. A city is built up by the blessing of the upright. You see, my friend, the new Richmond, a different city where all things are possible will happen as we come together as the people of God and continue to pray fervently that the spirits of fatherlessness, poverty, 
violence and murder be broken over our city. I close with this though. Would you pledge with me to speak blessings over this place? To be a part of the solution. To be a part of those who declare that Jesus is Lord. Would you agree with me to take more people to Jesus? To point more people to Jesus.